Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Marketeers. Today I have on Julie Yuval. She is the head of marketing at Beck Technology. She leads a team of marketers and helps drive demand for the company's pre-construction technology offerings. Julie earned an MBA from the University of Texas at Arlington and is a self-described data nerd. She is part of her company's five-member leadership team and is a certified professional services marketer or CPSM. Welcome, Julie. Hi, thanks. I'm ready to get nerdy with you. <laughs> so some of our listeners may recognize you from another episode that we did on how to maintain company culture, but we've just loved talking to each other so much that so we had to have you back on. So thank you for coming back. Anytime. So how did you get into this industry for those of our listeners who didn't catch the, the company culture episode? So I actually stumbled into this industry. I was looking for uh, a company to work for as I was starting my MBA course at UT, at UT Arlington and joined an engineering firm in their HR department. They saw that I had communication skills and I could actually connect with people and write. And so whenever an opening came up in marketing, I switched over there into that department. And really that's where I wanted to be and I loved it. And then slowly over time coming to learn this horrible fascination that I have with all things charts and data <laughs> and just being nerdy, but it's also served me really well in my career. So that's kind of how I got into the marketing side of it. And then just slowly over time, getting into the data side of it. So one of the reasons I brought you on to talk today is how we use data to make decisions. And sometimes it feels like marketing and data are like oil and water. I can't count the number of times I've heard marketers say, I don't do numbers. Where do you think that stereotype comes from and how do we bust it? Oh gosh, it came from us. It came from the marketers <laughs> saying that, you know, and, and for a lot of marketers, not all of them, but a lot of them, they do have that creative side of them. You know, it may be the, the graphic design piece of it, the visual storytelling piece of it. And we're going to go into like this whole psychological thing, but I think it goes back to even further of like early childhood. And a lot of times, you know, between left brain and right brain, and you're going, Hey, I'm really great at art. And this is what I'm going to do. And then people start to say, well, you know, people that are really great in art don't really like numbers or finance or budgeting. And so it starts to ingrain in us. But yeah, I think, you know, we bought into it and we're going, yeah, that's probably me. I'm more of the artist. I want to tell a great story. I, you know, I like, I like the softer skills of business. And so, yeah, I'm just not good at, at math and numbers and I'm going to call BS on that. So, you know, for marketers, we're really good at telling stories. We're really good at connecting the dots for people. And so really all marketers need to do is take the data that is currently available to you. And there's all sorts of data that's out there and make it a visual, whether it's a chart, a graph, Venn diagram, whatever it is. And then tell the story behind that data. And the people that can actually tell the story are the ones that will move up in their career. They'll be the, the savior for their companies. So yeah, for you know that stereotype, 
that's what it is. It's just a stereotype. But marketers, I think we have we have this world of data that's readily available to us, and we just need to tap into it and express it in such a way and communicate it in such a way that it feels natural to us to do it. Perfect. Yeah. Could not agree more. What could marketers use data for in our day-to-day work or what type of data are we talking about when we're talking about how marketers can use data? Everything. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, I mean, it, it's the data that we can pull from and it depends on what type of marketer that you are. And also this is my disclaimer someone who that who's in marketing doesn't do everything in marketing. There's right. so many layers to marketing, but when you look at the data, it can tell you when's the best time to pick the brain of that senior designer that you've been meeting to talk to. Mm. It's like, Hey, I know he's, <laughs> this is some data points I've picked up on and people I work with, like, you know, I know that they get super stressed and busy after 8.30 a.m. So I'm going to start meeting with them at 7.30 a.m. on the second Tuesday of every month. Right. Like that is a simple data point that like, I didn't have to go pull any charts from. I just know that person and I know that they're not happy after 8.30. So I'm just going to find a time that works with their happiness meter. The, the other thing is, you know, using the go, no go historical data. So that you know, hey, on this next project pursuit, 60% of the time, we don't even get to the next step of of the project. And so being able to talk about that with other people that are part of that go, no go process of to really like hone in and going, okay, let's not waste anyone's time. Let's not waste company dollars to figure out if this is actually something we should pursue. I mean, even to like something like when's the best time to post social media content, because there's all these articles out there. And this is my biggest pet peeve. There's all these articles out there saying 2 p.m. on Thursday is the best time to post a tweet. I just made that Mm. up. I don't know if it's real. The thing is, is like they didn't look at my business and I can almost guarantee you whoever wrote that has never looked at any data from the AEC industry. So I'm like, no, you have to pull in your own information to say what actually worked for whatever, not what time, but also what type of content goes out. The other thing is too, like, I'm, I'm picking out a couple of data points, but one is cleaning up our CRM database. Like you can actually use data to help you make better decisions about cleaning up that database. And man, whenever you have a nice clean database, it just does something inside of me that it's like rainbows and unicorns and it is a beautiful day. Because then once your CRM is more clean, then you can do more things with that data. So I'm a big fan of efficiencies and I'm also very competitive. I love winning. And if we study the data, we will be better at our jobs and we'll also make our companies more successful. I love that you point out that data isn't just numbers because this is just, it's what it is. It's data, it's information. So even if you are afraid of numbers, that doesn't mean that you can't use data. Right. Yeah. So how do we use this to manage up? So I'm going to share with you one of the initiatives I'm looking at right now that is involving data. And it's not necessarily, I don't have the data at my fingertips to figure it out yet. So I'm trying to figure out where my company should advertise to get in front of our demographic audience. My demographic audience are pre-construction professionals. There's nothing out there that tells me what a director of pre-con is reading or writing or watching on TV or anything like that. So I have to go to my boss to say, hey, you know what? 
these are the customers I've talked to. These are the common hobbies that, that they have. These are the common things that they're doing. And I found this advertising opportunity that I think was, is gonna get us in front of more people just like them. Sometimes that advertising opportunity, you know, it's the fun stuff like, hey, we may sponsor a fishing tournament. Now, granted, that's a bit selfish because I love fishing and I'm, whatever I can do to get out on the lake, I'm gonna do that. I mean, you know, let's be real, this is fun stuff. But I think, you know, using information like that to manage up, it shows your manager, your supervisor, your boss, one, you, you're doing a lot of research and you're looking at things in a whole new light than what they're looking at. You know, for a lot of us that if you're already managing a, a, the marketing for your company, going up to like, in my instance, I go to the CEO, he doesn't know how to market. He's relying on me and my expertise to tell him things about the industry, the market, what's happening out there. For those that are maybe on a marketing team and then they're going up to their manager, like the manager wants to see that you're growing and you're doing stuff and you're thinking outside the box. So a lot of times the managing up aspect of delivering data is going like, hey, I got your back. I'm looking at all these different angles of how we can make the company more successful. And I've, I have some ideas. This is what we could do. The other thing is too, is like you're, and again, it does come with some experience, but you know, it usually happens pretty fast in the AEC world of being able to forecast and see those trends that are happening and then be able to make, help make those decisions faster. So like if you're wanting to pursue the new healthcare project and you know the other players that are going to be pursuing it as well, and you know that maybe they just hired a new senior designer on their team that's going to really compete with your team that was already ingrained with the customer, like even that piece of storytelling right there, those are all data points. And if you take that into your project pursuit team to say, hey, we're going up against our competitor XYZ and they just hired Joe Bob from that other uh, design company. And he actually worked with this customer six years ago and they love him. Like it gives you a different angle to come in instead of just being a note taker or just being someone that puts together a proposal or someone that is there to absorb the data but not give anything, it really brings you to part of the collaborative process of project pursuits, of business initiatives, of you know getting your company to the next level. Love that. What do you see as some action items for marketers looking to become more data savvy? Well, a couple of things. Just start, <laughs> for those that say I don't get numbers, start staring at the data every day <laughs> I know it's, it's going to sound weird, just, you know, for those that have access to Google Analytics, and this is probably an, an easy one to look at, of go in every day, five to 10 minutes of your day, and just stare at the numbers. Play around with the filtering aspect of looking at different date ranges and start to put together an idea of, well, why did that day peak over this day? What content did we push out? What meeting did we have? What news story showed up in our local news about our recent project? So you can start to look at some of that stuff. And then once you start to have an idea of what causes those beneficial spikes, then start to put together a plan of going, hey, you know what? I'm going to test this out some more. Marketing is the best playground for A-B testing. And so whenever you can start to say, hey, you know what? I saw that this blog post that we did about our company culture did really well. 
I'm going to do another one next week to see if it gets the same kind of traction. And so you do some A-B testing throughout the data to see, you know, how do you, how can you fluctuate it? And that's the nice thing about marketing. We get to fluctuate data all the time. Once you have an idea of what works, I'm going to say this, and I want people to know I mean it. Don't be afraid to assert yourself. Go and present your data to your boss, to the CEO of the company, if, if that's the right person to go to. And it's not so much of, I'm here, this is my data, this is how we're going to do it. It could be more of a collaboration session. And you come into that conversation with, hey, you know what, I've been looking at our data in marketing, and this is what I'm seeing. Tell me, do you feel like this is right? Do you feel like you have seen this before? Do you feel like it's a seasonal thing? You start to have that conversation with someone else. And if they're seeing you as coming to the table of they're curious, they, they're they looking at this in a different angle than what I'm looking at it, they're going to realize like, oh, wow, this is someone that I want to have on my side that can help me discern all of this data that we have. Because, you know, even if we take it outside of marketing, our projects have data that the company's tracking. Our accounting team has data that the company's tracking. Operations is tracking stuff. HR is tracking stuff. So like having another advocate to track marketing data that is so huge, it's a great thing to do for your company, but don't be afraid to assert yourself. And a lot of times, you know, if you're, if you're newbie to this, coming into it as a collaborative, hey, let's talk, I wanna better understand this. Um, but, you know, start to look for, I guess some, I would say like peer advocates. So if you have someone, you know, I was a marketing department of one for a very long part of my career. And I would go and find a peer within the company that was not in marketing to pitch ideas off of. And so if you have someone at your company like that, to be able to say, hey, I've been running some numbers. I want to present this to our office manager, but I want to run it past you first to help me with this use that person to, to bounce ideas. And then also they're going to give you some insights on how to better manage up to that person. But yeah, don't be afraid, go full force into it. Don't be the stereotype of uh, I'm a marketer. I don't understand data. I don't like numbers. No, it's fantastic. The numbers are great, but dive into it and see what works and what doesn't work. The other thing is too, is like whenever you're starting a new initiative of like, okay, so we may try um, an ad placement or we may pay for a speaking engagement. You wanna be able to track the success from that through an ROI, the return on investment, or even better, the return on value. And a lot of times you just have to pull data from multiple areas in order to do that. But anytime that you find something that, wow, this really worked, our name is out there, people love us, our re reputation's building. Well, you wanna do that more and more, but if you don't track what worked, you don't really know what to go back to that worked before. Well, and that's such a classic challenge with marketing is not knowing, you know, which initiatives are doing what. So if you can actually pinpoint that, you've just become so valuable to your company. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, if we could find that one silver bullet that just made our lives <laughs> so much easier and won us every single customer and project, like that that's the marketing holy grail. That's what we're all searching for. But if you're not part of the search, you're not going to find it anyway. Love that. So with that, I'm just going to uh, wrap this one up. Thank you so much for coming back on to chat with me. This has been really cool to talk about. Thanks, Keelan. I appreciate it. 
All right, Marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. A big thank you to Julie for hopping back on with me to talk about data and why marketers should use it and not be afraid of it. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.